Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm here as always with my co-host John Micton. Uh, how are you doing, John? Good, Dan. Nice to have you back. You were traveling and we were just kind of talking about yeah. Hong Kong. How you love that city. That is your city, right? My favorite city. Yeah, I was in Hong Kong for a week. We ran an event with Google. Um, yeah, it was really good. Met a lot of schools. Uh, we do some work with, I don't know if you know the English Schools Foundation. They run 23 international schools in Hong Kong, not non-profits, huge kind of hangover from the colonial days, uh, uh-huh. I guess. Uh, but it, it was great. I met with them a few times. And uh, we were just just we were just talking before we recorded. The thing I love about Hong Kong is how green it is, like how, you know, we were staying in Central and you could just like in Causeway Bay, really it's downtown Hong Kong, and you could just walk straight up the hill in like 15 minutes, you're in the forest, you know, walking through a jungle. It's great. That's beautiful. That's nice. And that's what I think, you know, is special about Hong Kong is that uh, the nature is actually much closer than you anticipate. Yeah, people don't realize. And it's so small, you know, you can get to really nice beaches in 15, 20 minutes, Max. Um, yeah. Everything's everything's there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you. I guess you, when was the, when did you first go there? I guess because you worked out in Asia. Oh, in the 80s. The first time I went there was in the 80s. Oh wow! Um, dating myself, yeah, it's been. That a must long have been real boom, boom time. That was still British, obviously. Then uh, we went in '89. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, yeah. So it was still a British colony. Yeah, I went. I went for the change. I went in '94 when it was still British. '97 was a handover. Yeah, so it was great. What about you, John? What what have, what have you been up to? Uh, just you know, been doing a lot of uh, work with uh, different. Uh, articles that I'm writing on AI and education resources. So that's been kind of good. You know, whenever you have to write a, an article, I'm doing it for the international educator, uh, yeah. is it, it forces you to do a lot of research and kind of has me going to places maybe I wouldn't. And it's yeah, been yeah. really amazing the amount of resources out there and how this new field, I mean, you know, six months ago, there was nothing on this. Yeah, certainly- I know. Uh, people are generating, it's just incredible what people are generating, you know, educator resources, ways to use it. Uh, that's specifically chat GPT and the large language model. So yeah, that's been really interesting. I'm learning a lot. And, uh, you know, it, it's, I was talking to a group of uh, kids today and they were just really wanting to know how can you make sure these things don't go bad? And it was a really good question. It's like, is there a special switch you can turn off? You know, <laughs> and it's just nice to hear young kids, you know, thinking about the ethics and some of the uh, reflections that they're having as they see this technology surround themselves. The main thing I hear from kids, this is kind of secondhand from, you know, obviously we've got, you know, friends who have, have kids at school and stuff. It's like we're in a temporary golden era of cheating right now where yeah. kids can get away. With cheating people haven't really caught up you know it's easy you can you can use chat gpt to to write essays you can you can change it enough to get through turn it in and the plagiarism detectors and all the websites to check it and that's not going to be around for a while so i really like the kids now this year it's great they can cheat away and get away but i think i think it's the crackdown's coming i think <laughs> you think the days are numbered okay so anybody that's listening that's a child be careful your yeah. days are numbered Dan, the reason we're actually just blabbing here, which is always nice to catch up, is that it's our 100th episode. It is. We have done 100 episodes. That means we've talked to 100 different people, maybe more, because sometimes we had uh, groups of people. So I think it would just be nice, Dan, tell us, where did you start this? Why did this start? 
Because this yeah, is really well, your creation. Yeah, well, it was an interesting. I'm just, I'm just looking on the on the hosting site. The first episode was in June, 2019, and I can't really remember <laughs> what I was thinking. To be honest, I was like, and I, I, I like one thing I've got from you. We've been friends a long time, and you, you've told me a lot of things which have really helped me in, in, in career. But one thing you said is like, which has helped maintain your profile and and got you work and done different things. Was like you you publish things consistently. You publish content. You mentioned that you've got a Facebook group which is the International School of Tech Integrators and something group. It's got a very long title. And you post it's that every day. <laughs> you, you post that every day and you write articles. And, and um, I think that's one of the things that's influenced me is like making, just making myself put out content regularly. And this was just one of the things I was doing, I think. I thought I just, I didn't think I ever th thought it would continue. But yeah, I mean, because that is, that is like definitely a mantra of yours, isn't it? Just to, to publish things and get content out. Well, I think exactly. I mean, and I think I do it because when I put content out, it has me go and research, listen, yeah. read. And, it, and it's a good exercise for me to keep posted. And, and I like to, you know, and most of the content that I'm sharing is resources. It's, it's very little, you know, some people like, and I'm fine with self-promotion, but a lot yeah. of people like to self-promote themselves. And, and I, I will say that I always are hesitant when I do that but I prefer sharing resources that people can take and say, wow, I can use that. Or, wow, that just got me thinking. So, yeah. And, and I think what, you know, you, you've done, which is this idea of content is the uh, tech community that you manage your newsletters, you know, they're just great. And you're doing them on a regular basis. And, and it really encompasses a lot of different topics. And I think that consistency and with the consistency, a certain quality, I think people really appreciate. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting the point you made about um, self-promotion. I mean, I mean, when people say that, you know, I mean, this is going to sound a bit harsh, but I think it's often lazy people say that because they don't want to go to the effort of putting out content. Because what, what is self-promotion? Like if I write an article, you may make this podcast and we talk to some really interesting people and we're giving people free content about whatever, you know, everything from digital citizenship to privacy to ed tech to a million different topics. Are we self-promoting? I mean, I guess people are finding out about us, but it's not the reason we're doing it. And I, I, like, how can you, how can you put out content without being a self-promoter? You could do it anonymously, I guess. <laughs> you could, I mean, and maybe that's the fact is it's as you're promoting or self-promoting, what is the focus? Is it you and what you're doing or is it the content that you're sharing or the ideas that you've engaged with in the case of the podcast, especially when you started yeah. uh, is, so I think, you know, it's social media self-promotion full stop, right? It is, However it is. You look at it. And it's interesting because this year, I mean, we, both you and I got um, uh, the IC Research do something called Ed, Ed, Eduvator, and we both got given Eduruptor. that. And Eduruptor. 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 And, um, and that, and you know, that's interesting because the only th that's only because of the content I'm putting out, mainly this podcast. Exactly. I think. And, you know, that's, it's just an award. It's very, it's very nice to have it, but, you know, there's a million people more deserving, obviously. Uh, but I think it's just you put out content and you you, you get recognized in ways you, you don't imagine, you know. Yeah. And I think people do, uh, rec you know, it's much easier with the algorithms and the impressions on your LinkedIn and your tweet. You can quickly analyze the reach of people and where their content goes, how many retweets and how many likes. And I think 
uh, ICS Research. And, and, you know, they're a fantastic organization. Yep, and I do definitely. applaud them for highlighting a lot of educators. But as you say, there are millions of good people out there that aren't getting recognized. But I think, you know, that's a much easier way to acknowledge or amplify somebody than trying to read every article that they write. I, I think, definitely. you know, sometimes... Talking of IC Research, we should... Make it easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking of IC research, we should get them on the podcast. Definitely. I, the, I noticed um, at ECIS, I, I missed the closing session. There's someone from IC was talking about trends in international schools. It would be great to get an up-to-date chat with, with them yeah. about the trends yeah, 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 yeah. in international school growth. That's a great idea. So Dan, you started this, like, you know, yeah. you wanted to have some content. So you get your mic out and you kick off. What was the first podcast? Well, it was you actually, John. Really? Yeah, yes. you were the first guest. I was just like, I, I couldn't remember. I had to go back and look at it. So the first guest, the title is, uh, it was June 14th, 2019. And Digital Citizenship and Working in International Schools um, in Tanzania, China, Japan, Czech Republic, Switzerland, and Luxembourg. Uh, oh, that's kind of my about. little story about digital citizenship. I know, that's yeah, so definitely. And we, um, yeah. now at the time, I had, I had started another podcast, like a general kind of business one, which I've now stopped doing. You gave me some good advice on that, which my heart wasn't really in it, so I, I stopped doing that. But you were my first guest. Um, obviously, you were very kind to come on, a podcast that didn't even exist at the time. And that my original idea was to like talk about like a topic, like digital citizenship in this case, and then talk about the sort of travel stuff, because I'm really interested in it's one thing I like about international schools is people move around all these different places. And, and yeah. you've really like, you know, I just listed the countries you've lived all over the world. So I, I, I kind of, my idea was to split each episode would be a bit of a topic and a bit of like, what's it like where you live or, you know, and, and I not, it's changed a bit, but quite a few episodes are still like that. So that was kind of my idea. And if you look at the first few episodes, um, that was kind of uh, the, the general sort of, you know, format of travel plus um, topic. And then also, uh, oh yeah, because you had living in Peru, uh, what some then also Taiwan, Hong Kong, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, oh, I forgot we had Ken Shelton about DEIJ. I forgot that. That was yeah. I'm gonna get uh, Ken. On. I'm gonna meet Ken. June. I'm gonna meet Ken in Iste in end of this month. Actually, we're just planning a dinner uh, in in Philadelphia. I'm gonna be across in the US. But I was just looking, you were on episode one, then you were on episode five, then 13, 16, 17. So you were kind of like, I kind of kept it ticking over. You you were like the most regular guest. If I if I look back, I, I don't know. It's amazing the things you forget. I don't remember that at all. You never, you were there. Neither um, do I. So that's funny. Yeah. So you were regular. And then um, sometime, and then do you want to, do you want to, you could mention, John, how you got involved? Like what? Because you, because it was, you contacted me you were thinking of doing a pod. So do you want to explain how that went down from, from your point of view? Yeah. So uh, I had a few people say, oh, you should do a podcast. And I was like, oh, God, not another podcast. And then I had been a guest a few times with you. And then uh, I just I, I think we just start talking. We say, well, we could co-host. We could do something yeah. together. You know, we've known each other for quite a few years and we've done a lot of work together. And uh, I think we're both very different. And I think that really brings a lot of I love your skepticism. And sometimes, you know, people <laughs> say something and then you're like, absolutely not. But I think that's important. I think that's really important. And Dan, I know one one episode you're like, oh, I need to edit it all out. And we didn't. And it sounded really good. It was actually a nice counterbalance. Jane, Jane ignored, have... ignored my request. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we have to be careful in these times that are so polarizing. I think we need to be comfortable hearing different views and not always take it personal and, and be able to say, wow, I don't disagree. That was quite strong what they said, but I'm going to respect them for whatever they said, however much I disagree. But we're going to have this conversation because I think if we don't have this shared capacity, it just polarizes things. And I think that's something that you see a lot of. Jonathan, you're, John, you're talking crazy talk now. This is 2023. If you disagree with someone, you call them a fascist, you insult them, and then you rage quit whatever platform. You don't, you don't have a decent discussion. What, what, what? You're living in the past, John. <laughs> I know. And, and I know we've talked about this because a couple times you had posted in places and people were reacting. And you, I remember we talked and you're like, oh, I need to say something. And we were like, no. Let's just let it go. And I think that's what you have to do, right? And I, know I do it again. One of, one, of your, one of the other many things you've told me, which I've mentioned before on the pod, is like, you know, just, you know, presume everything you ever write in an email is going to be published. Don't don't get into arguments online. Just, don't, just yeah. you know, there's no point. It just either say something nice or just don't say anything. And I, I, I've definitely taken that to heart. It, it, never, it never helps you getting into arguments on the internet. No, it doesn't. And you're going to lose and then it becomes public and then you have uh, complete strangers jumping in and out, uh, <laughs> deciding they're going to weigh in on it. So, no, yeah. I'm with you on that, Dan. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, this is what's really challenging is, you know, especially uh, when you're publishing content, you know, you have to be, I don't know how many hours I spend before I hit the publish sign. I double check. Is this appropriate? You know, I have to look at stuff because sometimes you might look at something and not read it through and suddenly you realize, oh, that was not what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, so, so you got involved and, and that's been, that's what saved the podcast really. No, I mean, not that it was dying. It, it was it was slowly, slowly going up. But, you know, you've brought a new enthusiasm to it. Um, uh, yeah, and, and, you, and, 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 you know, a lot of episodes, you, you know, we do some, you do episodes yourself, I do them myself. There's no obligation for both of us to be there. And uh, I think, you know, you're definitely the, the star of a show. I'm kind of a straight man at this point. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the hype man. If, if it, in the rap terms, I, I'm, I'm Flavor Flav and you're Chuck D. So I'm sort of... Uh... <laughs> you're dating yourself, Dan. I know, exactly. I have no idea who these wonderful Fix, artists Fix are. Fixed an Academy in 1989. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I the think thing definitely... is, which is kind of a, a, amazing, I think, Dan, is that we've talked to over 100 people. Yeah, I know it's great. Uh, which is just amazing, and uh, you know it, it, what's interesting is you and I will throw a guest back and forth, and you'll bump into somebody. I mean, I you know uh, Denny, you've had a few times, and I, he's always really resonated about uh, international schools for profit, and that was a whole topic that we dug deep into, which I think yeah. is also a passion. I think definitely, I've because I'm obviously we've got different we've got a lot of a lot of crossover but we've also got a lot of different interests you're definitely much more interested in digital citizenship uh privacy all that that kind of those related topics which is really interesting i'm obviously also interested in like the entrepreneurship and the business stuff so we've had different guests like you know people like from my side we have andrew hallam who wrote the millionaire expat which is really yes. interesting um we've we've had um Multiple people talk about, you know, the, the business of international schools. Uh, Denry, obviously, we talked about how, how, how that kind of works. So a few, a few of those. And, and I think that's, that's interesting to some people. And then some people, obviously, 
you know, you've, you've got a lot of really good guests on the kind of digital citizenship related uh, topics as well. Yeah. And, and I, would, I think one thing that we, if you look through the episodes, it's been quite broad. We've had a lot of school leaders. We've had a lot of uh, work, you know, on diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice, which I think is really, uh, Lawrence uh, Tidiani, you know, was really interesting. Yeah, that was uh, a great episode. Yeah. About uh, third culture kids, Ruth Van Raken, the author. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been really interesting. And, you know, I think one thing also that I've enjoyed is that uh, we've also talked to a lot of people that are entrepreneurs or teachers that yeah. were, for example, we talked to Tom Adamick and, and Stefan Vermila, both educators that went into business for themselves, uh, authors. So it, I think it, it's interesting to see how many educators have gone into uh, the business world or entrepreneurship. I'm not hearing as many entrepreneurs becoming teachers. Yeah, well, I almost did. And if you remember, John, you actually yeah. advised me against it. I was thinking of looking for a tech director job. And this is a few years ago. And you were like, why do you want to do that? You can make your own schedule. You can, you get to, you get, because like your point was, I get, to, I get to hang out with tech directors and hang out with schools. I don't need to go there every day, you know? Exactly, <laughs> so. exactly. But well, John, it's interesting. We... Be... Sorry, carry on, carry on. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, then. no, please, please, you first. No, I was just going to say one thing was also, uh, Talking to people that have published books, I think, is always interesting to kind of hear that process. It was Philippa, you remember? We yeah, talked to Ray Dubai, Ray. Yeah, and Dr. Helen Kelly. And, and so that's Andrew Hallam, the millionaire expert. A uh, few. Yes. I, I just want to, it's interesting. I want to just a slight tangent. You mentioned about um, educated entrepreneurs, you know, teachers who've gone into do businesses and things. And it's interesting because I was thinking back, like, I've got quite a few friends, some mutual friends who've like different, there's different ways some people leave education um they start a business and they just they just keep doing that but there's also a lot who end up just going back into education like i can probably count definitely on two hands of people i know who've started a business or done it and then kind of miss miss for school life as well you know oh really that's interesting so what yeah. they, they started a little startup did it for a while and then decided this is not for me yeah i i think so i mean there's a few i'll, I'll, I'll put some names in the chat i won't i won't mention them publicly on uh <laughs> Uh, oh no, that's interesting yeah, because yeah, you know, yeah. uh, it's it's you know talking to our guests that have gone from education. A lot of them had to take a leap of faith. You know, there's financial constraints, there's time, there's also just having the belief in your idea and yeah. jumping like that. Uh, uh, oh yes, okay. Now now I yeah. see what you're saying. But, but yeah. you know, it's interesting because even the two I mentioned, they're both still doing businesses. They've gone to work in schools, and then they're actually working part-time on their business, you know? So like a lot, that's actually a really common thing in terms of the educated entrepreneurs. And often people can't, they wouldn't come on the podcast and talk about it, unfortunately, because their school might, depending on how, how open-minded their school is, the school might not look too kindly on it than doing other things, you know? But there's definitely well, a lot of teachers doing doing this side, which, which I think is fantastic. I think, you know, it's in today's uncertain world, you have to do things like that to keep your, you know, for some security for yourself, I think, you know, even though you've got a job at a school, it doesn't mean it's always going to be there. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's a really important uh, point you bring. You have to make yourself, you know, I think if you're doing a side project, it's forcing you to be creative and thinking in a different space. And that in itself, I think, is a positive. And that can also then transition back to the school. I think yeah. school should be really encouraging, uh, you know, people to, you know, 
be a full-time educator, but if they dabble into like a little startup or some uh, teaching or something, I think there's a lot of value in allowing that happen. And your point is a good one. You know, nowadays you never know about jobs. I mean, it's, it's, it all seems fine and dandy. And then one day, bingo, you're out of work and having yeah. something in the background is not such a bad idea. Definitely. And I guess, you know, um, I mean, I guess we're recording this in, in uh, May uh, 2023. Um, I mean, and who knows what's going to happen? I mean, we're we're in the post-COVID world. There hasn't been this huge recession everyone was predicted, but some people are saying, and, and I'm, I, I somewhat subscribe to this opinion, that we've just kicked the can down the road and we might be heading for a, a huge recession coming up, you know, which is going to affect international schools. I don't know if that's true. I, I hope it isn't true, but I just tend to think with that, uh, looking at the macroeconomic situation, all the money that's being printed, I just don't see that I can't, how we can avoid a recession. Uh, but I could yeah. be wrong, and I hope I am, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, th th that, and I think there is kind of uh, talking to Dr. Helen Kelly uh, about teacher burnout and leadership burnout. Uh, one thing also, there is this kind of something in the air, like everything's fine, but you're just like, yeah, I'm not sure it's that fine. There, You know, yeah. it's almost like this anticipation that, it's almost too good to be true. That's kind of sometimes a feeling that I'm reflecting upon and a few people I've talked to have said the same. And strange things are happening. Like for example, I was in Dubai uh, two years ago and all the schools there were discounting their fees. Something I've never seen anywhere in the world. They were all huge, huge numbers of vacancies at the schools. All advertising on their, on their websites, you know, one to first term free and like, you know, 20% discount, different things really? like that. And then... The, the war in Ukraine kicked off, like a huge number of Russians and Ukrainians have gone there. And Dubai, like everything's, there's waiting lists for the school. This just changed in one year from being lots of spaces to, 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 to oversubscribed in the schools. It's just um, crazy That's how amazing. these things can change so quickly, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing that has been interesting with, uh, with all the guests, these 100 conversations, is that every time I, I talk to these people, and we were talking to Safa and Louise from Tactical Tech, uh, it's amazing how you walk away and you're like, wow, that is something I didn't know or something, you know, you, you, you get or information. It's almost like free professional development. Yeah, behind the mic. You know, we invite you into the room and we just ask you questions and, and people yeah, yeah. are so generous and so kind. You know, every single guest has come up voluntarily. I've never, I don't think we ever have people say no. We do get spammed a lot. Recently, we've been getting spammed. These people that I've never heard of that apparently have uh, agents that are trying to push them onto podcasts. Yeah, and I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not spam. I, I mean, I, I guess it's like, you know, it, it's, 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 um, it's marketing email. I like, I, I don't mind it as long as like people have got to sell, you know, it's a business. They're, they're an agent. They've got to represent point. people. But if, if they send a guest who's got no relevance to international schools, I'm like, you should at least do your research, you know, because some of them are really, some of the guests, I think, we, I think we've even had one or two guests on. Who we yes, got we have. Guests. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but most of them we just ignore because they're just irrelevant, you know, people yeah. irrelevant to our, to our audience. When the email says word of mouth tells us, I'm like, okay, you have no idea who we are. You don't yeah, know yeah. it's just some rinky dink little podcast, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so. Uh, you know, the other thing that's been nice, and Dan, you've been getting this too, is uh, really appreciate the feedback from people. You know, when you bump into people and also people posting messages and then, you know, in oh, face-to-face situations, you know, that's really 
Uh, nice. One thing that I would say, Dan, that a lot of guests afterwards or when we do a podcast, they say, could you send me all the questions and the framework and the timing? And I'm like, no, we don't do that. We yeah. basically get you in a room and we start talking. Yeah. I mean, if you want to check out, we recorded an episode number 77, which was the top 10 things. If you're thinking about doing a podcast. That's and, um, right. The first one was just keep it simple, like because it's 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 hard to keep a schedule. I mean, we said make a realistic schedule. We do this podcast every two weeks. We probably at a push could do it every week, but it would just be too too much hassle. Um, but keep it simple, like we 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 have fortunately I have Jane I work with who does all the editing, extras, the graphics, so we don't have to do that. We do very little editing. We just you know we you've. To be honest, it's got much more structure since you got involved. When I got involved, there was zero structure. Now you at least share a doc with a guest and they, you know, they get some information there and stuff. But I think if you check out this episode 77, I think that we had some good content there. But I think keeping it simple is, is, the, is the, the main thing. Yeah. And I think also people, I find when people don't have questions, like if you give them a list of questions, they literally go and practice and they're yeah. going to kind of freeze into some dialogue or narrative that they're really, you know, they're worried about what they're going to say. Well, when you have a conversation, things show up and pop up and then suddenly you go in one direction and it becomes very rich. And I think that's what I really and I appreciate. And thank you to all our guests that are willing to kind of take a leap of faith, come into the room and say, what, there's no structure? No, we're just going to talk. And I think there's something yeah. nice about that. Yeah. And, and I would say trying to do, you know, like we do these very rarely. We did the cybersecurity. We've done a couple with Wolfgang and some IT directors. And so, but to do this every week, that that's, yeah. And to keep an audience, that's not easy. And I think what's nice about the guests is you're, you're just facilitating the conversation. You're making sure you're asking the questions, but they're generating the content and giving the ideas and kind of provoking people to think. Definitely. Yeah. And people come to listen to the guests for sure. I think that's, that's amazing. You get a good guest on that. That's what, that's what people want to hear from. They don't want to hear from, from us necessarily. Yeah. And I think also people, you know, podcasts is something that people like to learn from. I think a lot yeah. of people listen to podcasts because they want it's entertainment, but usually you want to walk away and have some reflection. That's why audiobooks. but a lot of the political podcasts or podcasts on uh, education or technology, they're always are kind of provoking you into thinking differently or provoking you to think about a different perspective or a different angle. Definitely. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent agree. And we've, we've had a few episodes very much on, um, on the educational side, you know, we, we interviewed the authors of a book, the international school teachers guide and with Denry. And, and, and that was a really useful episode about like concrete things. How do you position yourself to get a job in international school? And I had a couple of people contacting me who said that was useful for them getting their first job, which was, was yeah, great. That, that was a great one. The other ones I always like is when you invite school leaders and they tell you how they feel they should run things, you know, and yeah. that's so interesting. We've had, uh, Andrew, we've had Arnie, we've had uh, Chip, and yeah. you know all three veteran leaders, great leaders, but all have a very different approach. And yeah. it's so interesting how this leadership approach can be so different from person to person, all with you know kind of a very heart heart uh, centered approach. But just it was just interesting to see those different perspectives and different approaches. Definitely, definitely. It was really interesting. And um, 
yeah so it's i mean we're up to 100 it's been great um thanks for to everyone for listening as well like it's 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 um yeah. like we, we we did i mean so in terms of like we don't make any we don't have any financial gain out of this we, i don't even promote apps events on it we did have a sponsor for a while which was great faria friends of ours great great products managed back schools buddy open apply um they sponsored us for a while and then there were some changes in terms of what their marketing budget was uh, and that was nice but really uh, that was a very brief period of making money apart from that it's just been very much a labor of love yeah absolutely and it's it's so nice and uh Oh, so, you know, I mean, we usually don't know how many listeners we have or who's listening, yeah. but Jane, uh, and you know, Jane in the background does phenomenal work. Uh, she gave us some of the statistics and I was just like, wow, that's a lot of people. I yeah. Really and you get some, some random ones, like the one you did with, um, uh, Dolene, uh, about DEIJ. Yes. Uh, yeah. That had like 12,000 listens. Just some of them just spike, you know, and you just don't know what, what which one is going to do, you know? Exactly. I mean, it, it's hard to predict or what, what they are or not. Yeah, that's so true. Well, Dan, you know, let's go for another hundred. Yeah, definitely, John. It's, it's always a pleasure to do this. Um, you always teach me lots of words. I don't know, like provocations and creative tension. That's two of, two of, two of <laughs> had to look up what you say quite often. And every, every two or three episodes, I learn a new word from you, which is great. <laughs> Well, Dan, too, I must, you know, I mean, compliments to you. You you have such a generous mindset and you're so open and helpful and you always are very kind. And I know with Apps Events and the work that you do, it's always amazing. I've seen you work. I was in London and you invited, you know, a whole bunch of IT directors. You're very caring and really are open to making sure people have those connections and that capacity to learn. So hats off to you. I think you, you're a leader with a lot of heart. And I think I know a lot of people appreciate that. Great. Well, thanks, John. And obviously, thanks for, for being a co-host. I mean, uh, and uh, yeah, please, if you, if you enjoyed the episode, drop us a message. Let's let's see if we can get to 200. That's going to be another two years. So fingers crossed. We'll see if we can make it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And do rate us if you don't mind. That's always helpful yeah. to get rated. You know, if you have the time. I know it's busy. Just give us a little star somewhere and a word if it's appropriate. Thank you. Cheers, John. Take care. Yeah, see you, Dan.